0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Full Court Press podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Brady Mcatamney, and I am Zach Womble, and we have a fun show for you today. We don't have your typical uh, fun segments that we like to do, like the two-two-one. Um, instead, it's kind of going to be our uh, bracket predict predictions, if you will. Uh, obviously, it's district tournament time, and so that means uh, we've got some we've got some tournament champions to crown. And I know Brady and I are super excited to do that. So, without further ado, episode ten of the Full Court Press podcast.
1: We expected a uh, tournament play to be starting up uh, today, but that's not quite going to be the case, is it, Zach?
0: No, it's not. You know, we got hit with a little bit of uh, snow and ice here uh, in Sumner County, middle Tennessee, uh, I should say. And, you know, I don't know if you've tried to get out and about, Brady, um, if you know what Clarksville looks like. But out here, I guess it's, it's uh, sketchy at best, I think. You know mm-hmm. I mean? We got out. We got out. Um to the store luckily we're in a great spot so we're kind of right in the middle of everything we don't have to go too far or get on any main roads but you could tell it was definitely uh, slick out there and um if you want to go any places you're gonna have to go slow you know us southerners we don't we don't do well with ice and snow you might be laughing at us a little bit with our reaction how are you how are you viewing uh the middle tennessee ice snowstorm as a as a detroit native
1: you know i actually yesterday um being, being the cocky northerner that I am, I, mm-hmm. I went out to my car yesterday to, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have much food here. I haven't gone grocery shopping a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. Really prepared for that um, or prepared by doing that for this for this because uh, I didn't expect everything to be closed, uh, Yes, at least yesterday. Um, so I went out to my car yesterday because, you know, I, I, I figure, you know, I've got uh, winter weather or winter uh, tires on my car, all, all weather tires. <laughs> uh from from living up in Michigan so um I went out I actually don't have an ice scraper in my car right now because I didn't think I'd need it so I left it back home um and I sat in my car for probably a half hour with defrosters turned up to max and it didn't fully melt my windshield so instead I grabbed an umbrella and started scraping at my windshield (laughs) then I went out to the uh, end of my subdivision and all the typical places that I might get food all were were shut up and empty so uh I mean, it is pretty legit though. I mean, the ice, uh, the snow, there's not a too much snow that I'd say there's maybe yeah. three, four inches max here, but the ice does make it pretty, um, pretty risky. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad they're taking caution instead of, you know, trying to get these games played uh, because obviously um, without snow plows here, without salt trucks, like we got, um, it is pretty dangerous. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, you know, I'd rather get, I know at one point they were calling for maybe seven to nine inches of, of, snow and i would have rather have that than the, than the ice and sleet that we got um uh, it's just you
1: can go out and make it make a snowman have a snowball fight with, your, uh, with yeah. your family or something
0: now i will say this there are a lot a lot of good hills in my neighborhood one in particular that's a township that is i mean is very nice and so i'd be lying to you if i said that i didn't have thoughts of taking the old sled up there and uh giving it a go but um so the ice makes for 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 good sledding i guess but yeah, I'd have much rather had just had the the snow only because travel I think would have been a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of put a put a damper on the start of things. I know we were uh, gonna have our boys playing game tonight between Hendersonville and Portland. That's obviously not gonna happen. Originally, it got moved to tomorrow Wednesday. That's not gonna happen. I called around to a couple coaches, couldn't get really an answer, and so I finally got in touch with Mike Brown, who is the Sumner County Athletic Director, and he told me. Listen, we're going to try to play Friday, but if we can't play Friday, you know those those playing games will have to play Saturday morning at ten a.m. and then turn around and play their quarterfinal game Saturday evening, so that we can give these uh, guys and girls off on Sunday. So if you're playing in that playing game, if you're Hendersonville, Portland, uh, Wilson Central, or Mount Juliet, and you win, you're going to have to play two games in one day. Uh, but that's tournament style, you know. These these kids play AU ball now and uh, all summer, so they're they're used to that sort of thing. But um, I did find that find that interesting that they are electing to do that.
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> if you're one of those play-in teams, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, uh, right now, uh, you mentioned your, your county has a plan, um, or your district rather has a plan. Uh, right now, that's not the case for us. Um, you know, we were supposed to have our play-in games tonight. Both of them, uh, for the boys, it's supposed to be um, Northwest versus Montgomery Central. And for the girls, it's uh, West Creek versus Montgomery Central. And uh, those aren't happening today. Um, and we don't know exactly when they're going to be played yet. They have told me, uh, the district AD, John Miller, has basically told me, um, you know, they're kind of just playing it by ear. They can't really give a, give me a date so far. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, you know, whether they do try to get Sunday off like they are over there in Sumner, whether they're going to try for that 2 and one approach. Um, obviously, it, it kind of makes things a little more difficult without the central site. Um, yeah, no kidding. Because, you know, you figure if it's a normal year, like, yeah, last year, you know, we we spent time together at Springfield. Um, You you know, you could probably get there in the morning and have your your playing games that morning and then play out the rest of the first round there. Yeah back there the next day but instead you got to figure out all these different schools hosting these things and obviously that makes it more difficult for us because that spreads us real thin instead of being able to just go camp out at a high school for the day you know get get something doordashed or whatever (laughs) maybe maybe Uh, your concessions uh your concession meals um but yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see how this all works out you know as if a weird year couldn't get weirder now we got a, a snowstorm in middle tennessee
0: yeah, I mean that's kind of one of the more disappointing parts of, of this whole season is not having a central location. I mean, you and I probably think a lot alike that you know there's 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 a there's a lot of fun things in life, but um, one of the more fun things you can do from from our point of view as a work as for working is just camp out at a high school and watch basketball all day. I mean, like you said, get food delivered. You know, kind of you know have your hospitality room. Uh, get to go eat snacks and sweets all day. I mean, what I mean, what better thing than that? And, unfortunately, COVID its one of the things COVID has taken from us uh, this year, one, from one of the many things they've taken from us. But, yeah, that's one of the more disappointing facts, that you don't have that time to just sit back and watch a ton of good games in, in one place, get some good food, talk to a lot of good people. You know, there's, I mean, there's just as good conversation in that hospitality room as there is good games played on the floor. So I'm going to miss that uh, camaraderie, if you will, of a one-side host
1: yeah absolutely um and this year being such a, a good year for basketball at least in in this county i know you got some real good teams over there and, and yeah. not really one standout winner and that's how it seems really um in both counties both districts this year you know that, that were going to be a lot of re- really good games that we could have could have possibly seen and uh it's a shame we won't be able to get all those in one district but hey it's better than not having any basketball at all
0: yeah no absolutely when when, when it's presented that way you're exactly right but yeah um there's, there's some good games that, unfortunately, we're not going to get to see this year. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, before – Brady, before we dive into, um, you know, this week's tournament games, let's highlight our players of the week this week. Obviously, this is a segment that is uh, a staple of the Full Court Press podcast. Um, I don't know any other podcast in Middle Tennessee, maybe even Tennessee, that does a basketball show that highlights uh, players – Uh, of the week. So really a unique thing that we are doing here with that and wanted to keep that going strong. And uh, so as always, Brady, you are uh, up first for who is your players of the week this week.
1: Right. So my players of the week, um, I'm starting on the boys side. Uh, We're looking at the uh, Clarksville Wildcats. They had two really big games coming into this week against Northeast and Kenwood. Um, They needed to win both of those to secure the number two seed in the district tournament. And they did that. They won both of those basketball games. And in both of those games, it was JJ Wheat scoring 16 points, leading the team. Uh, in that second game against Kenwood, he actually uh, made the two game-winning free throws with uh, about 10 seconds left and came up with the game-winning steal to end the game. So i have given my player of the award a week to JJ Wheat, a guy who's um, absolutely one of the front runners for winning district player of the year. Um, for the second consecutive year, and he's still only a junior. He scored his 1,000th point like in the third or fourth game this season. Just having a really another really solid season for him, uh, really helping the Wildcats be uh, one of the the contender that they are. Uh, looking on the girls' side, you know, I mentioned that the Clark- Clarksville had high stakes on the boys' side this year. Uh, I'm sorry, this week uh, we look at a team that had even higher stakes in Clarksville Academy. The girls, they played their district tournament last week. And uh that started with a game against CPA. I'm sorry, not CPA. DCA, I get my acronyms uh, confused sometimes. Um, but they played against CPA there. Uh, they had a first round by. So they were straight into the semifinals. They played CPA, and it was guard Diamond Bryant who had 24 points that game and they just absolutely uh, blew DCA out of the water there. Uh, pretty easy win. But then they came up in the championship in a rematch against Good Pasture. And that's a really good basketball team. It's the third straight year that those teams have met up in the district championship. And once again, it was Diamond Bryant stepping up, playing a huge game. She locked up Hadley Wharton, something that uh, is not very easy to do. She had 21 points last time they played Wharton did and had only eight this time around. And Diamond Bryant was the leading scorer, was named district MVP, was named tournament MVP. And she's also going to be my player of the week.
0: Very nice. Well-deserved. I saw a C8. Uh, get that district crown and kind of worked out perfectly interviewing coach Charles Clark last week. Uh, if you guys mi- if you guys missed that episode, you can go back and, and listen to what Clark had to say going into that district championship. And as they get ready for a run and obviously looking good and uh, well on track to making that late run.
1: Absolutely. They look really, really good right now.
0: Moving over to the Sumner County players of the week. Usually we do two, one boy, one girl. I'm going to, I'm going to change it up a little week, a little bit this week. I'm going to do two girls, uh, both from the same team um, and one boy from a different team. But my two girls are from Portland and Lily Whitehead and Ray- Rayleigh Hester. Uh, that's their one-two punch. I mean, Lily's a point guard. Rayleigh is their on-the-block girl who gets the dirty points, gets the rebounds, uh, sets the picks, you know, gets the girls open, makes good passes, can, you know, can finish around the rim a little bit. And Lily is your defending guard who will get in, get in another player, uh, create turnovers, uh, can make jumpers can get to the bucket. and they just worked so well together in their new 40 point win over White House um, last week, which was, which was their final regular season game uh, of the season. And they're going into a very tough first round matchup with Gallatin, uh, who is the number two seed in District 93A and uh, this week. And so um, it was nice to see those girls just kind of ball out and, uh, and, and be big for their team and get a big uh, win over their, over their rival. Uh, but they're going to need to be even bigger if they want to have a chance at upsetting Gallatin in the first round this week. But um, nonetheless, they are my two players of the week on the girls' side, and in the boys' side. Listen, Coach Kit Brown said Bradley Wheeler may have had the game of his life after the Bucks win over Green Hill, dropping 11 points. So who am I to deny Bradley Wheeler of the little old Player of the Week award? So uh, if if you get if you get called game of your life by your head coach you automatically get player of the week honor. So yeah, not, not too bad. He was obviously big. Um, that was a, a game that obviously decided um, who was going to be first in the district. Beach, beach beat, beach beat Green Hill Station Camp. Then proceeded to lose at Lebanon and gave the Bucks the number one seed. So regular season district championship for the Buccaneers. Bradley Wheeler, player of the week. Those are uh my my players of the week this week.
1: Yeah, I mean anytime you uh, get game of your life. Uh, Bestowed upon you. I mean, yeah, like you said, I don't. I don't think it's your place to argue that. So right, exactly. Very well deserved on on both sides there. Um, Now let's get to the good stuff, the things people are uh, really really here to hear. Um, And uh, that's going to be the district tournament and our bracket predictions. As uh, I don't know if you want to call us experts in our field because uh, (laughs) that's a hefty title, but uh, I'd say we know uh, what we're talking about, maybe as well as anybody else. Zach, why don't you uh, get us going since we you were just talking about the, uh, the, the district nine players of the week. Why don't we uh, start us off with your district nine girls tournament?
0: Yeah. First, before we do that, Brady, I want to do a quick hit because I, I, I never, I never talk about Nine AA, which is white house in the Westmoreland district. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned when, when non triple is going to start. I want to mention that they're electing not to start their tournament until next Monday. So they should be good. Uh, whether this should not, should not um, factor in any way, shape or form. Uh, that district tournament starting Monday the 22nd in District Nine Triple or Nine Double A. I make it very simple. I think it's the Westmoreland Girl Westmoreland Girls tournament to run away with, and I think it's the White House Heritage Boys tournament to run away with. So um, that's who I think in, in Nine Nine Double A. And then Merrill Hyde, they play um, eight Single A. They play with uh, Valor College Prep STEM Preparatory Academy, uh, Lead Academy, Knowledge Academy. Those places. Um, I think Merrill Hyde is going to win their district tournament. Pretty easily, um, they're going to advance to the region tournament, where they're going to probably run into Eagleville, and that's that's where it gets really tough for, for, for a school like Merrill High. But moving forward to District Nine, three A on the girls' side, ton to look forward to. Lebanon is your number one team. Um, they've only got one loss on the season, a buzzer beater to uh, Beach, with I think the the second to last uh, regular season game uh, this season. They are obviously your favorites to repeat as tournament champions and a favorite to make a real run at that sectional sub-state game and a chance to get to Murfreesboro. Um, But you've got a a team like Gallatin who is right there um, as far as just being able to play defense. And and listen, there's a lot of times offense does not travel with you, Brady, but defense will always be there in your back pocket. And this is a team from top to bottom – that plays as good of defense sideline to sideline as I've seen in the girls' game in a long time. Um, led by Jenea Newsom, number 30, they get after you. I mean, they make you work for all 94 feet, and by the time you get ready to pull up a jumper from three, you are dog-tired and ready to get back on your knees. I mean, they work you for 32 minutes, and if they could work you for 48 minutes, they'd work you for 48 minutes. Um, you know, I mean, it's just they're a team that I think – if they're on, they're on and can and be the team that that gives Lebanon their best their best shot. I would say if anyone in the district to give Lebanon a game, it's going to be Gallatin. Now I understand that Lebanon has beaten Gallatin both times by double digits, but this is the third game. You throw out the fact that they could be playing for a district championship. Maybe maybe things are ramped up a little bit. That said, Lebanon has championship pedigree, Brady. I mean they they just do. And that that's just sometimes something you just can't make up for. Um, you know, I mean, anytime – and you can't see this uh, through audio, but Corey Barrett, Lebanon head coach, wants to put his fist out and show that state championship ring that he's got or show that Final Four ring that he's got from last year, that means something. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jerry Landers isn't a great coach and he doesn't have his team's uh, eye, but championship pedigree is championship pedigree. And so I think that is probably going to be enough to override a lot of uh, deficiencies along the way, or a lot of uh, a lot of adverse moments for Lebanon in the district non tournament and well beyond. So um, all that to say, I think they they are the favorite to win it all. They're my pick to win it all. Um, I do think they will play Gallatin in the championship as far as how they get there. And I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but um, you know I think Gallatin is going to play. Beach in that semifinal round, and Beach is going to lose that game, and then Beach is going to uh, play. Uh, it would be Green Hill in the Constellation game because Green Hill is going to beat Station Camp in the quarters to advance their semifinal round against Lebanon all over the place. I apologize. Um, but I think, that's how, I think that's how the girls' tournament is going to play out. So I think you're going to get your Lebanon as your champ, Gallatin as your second seed, um, Beach as your three seed, and Green Hill as your four seed going into the region tournament.
1: Yeah, all very, very good basketball teams. And, uh, um, you know, as as I look at my top four teams, um, I think we're going to have some really, really good matchups come region time. Um, But that's a little ahead of us right now. So I'm going to give you uh, my district tournament uh, predictions for the uh, district 10 girls uh, AAA. Um, Looking at the play in game, um, I don't think either of those teams are going to make much of a run. I got to give West Creek a shout out. They've um, really, really undergone a, uh, a good transformation this year. I think they've got three district wins after having like combined maybe two in the past three years. Before that, um, so I just wanted to give them a shout out. They've they've gotten much more competitive this year under first year head coach Aaron Keener. I think they're going to defeat Montgomery Central, but then go into Northwest, and um, we know it's not easy to win there against this team. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I hate to be the guy that picks chalk, but I do think that there are four uh, clear uh, good teams that are going to advance, and that's going to be Northwest, Henry County clarksville and rossview um i i do think that a team like northeast could have a chance to play henry county close and i do think that uh kenwood could play rossview close um but after talking to shamika gardner last week um head coach of kenwood she said that she thinks her team should be in last place the way they play sometimes (laughs) so it's hard to pick them uh when even their head coach is saying that about them right now um they've got talent Um, just kind of need to work to bring it all together. So I I don't think that they're going to be doing that. So um, looking at the second round, uh, we're going to have Northwest versus Henry County. Um, I do think Northwest is going to win that basketball game. Henry County is a good team, but they just don't quite have the firepower to keep up with Northwest, especially with the way Northwest defense can play. You mentioned um, offense, it comes and goes defense. That's always going to travel. And especially when you're at home, Northwest loves playing in their home gym, uh, when they got Tamia Scott going, when they got Amaya Cobb, kale Howell all going, um, I just don't know that there's many teams uh, out there in uh, in 3A that are going to have a, a chance to beat them. Uh, Lebanon, obviously one of them, they played pretty recently and Lebanon did get that win. Uh, I, would, I I think we can expect a, a rematch uh, to to take place. Uh, but again, getting a little ahead of ourselves there. Um, I look I want to look down at the other game and that it will be in my opinion, Clarksville versus Rossview. And that is obviously the big uh, rivalry here in Montgomery County. Uh, they split their games this season uh, with each team winning on the road. And this game would be at Clarksville. So if we're going by that trend, uh, Rossview would win that basketball game. <laughs> obviously, you can't always keep up with that because it is tournament time. Um, every I mean, Everything goes out the window when it comes to tournament time. Every coach will tell you, hey, we're 0-0 zero and zero now. Right. But uh, I do think Clarksville is the more talented team. Uh, they've got Amari Berry, obviously one of the top freshmen in the entire state. Uh, she's already got division one offers, had them even before stepping foot on a high school court. And she's lived up to that expectation this year. They've got some really good seniors, Sydney Weatherford, Aaron Lackey. They've got, they've got the upper hand in experience on the court. I, I'd say the upper hand in talent, but something is telling me to pick Rossview in this game. Um, This is no disrespect to Clarksville at all. They're very well coached, very good basketball team. But Justin Woods, the head coach of Rossview, um, he's won multiple district coach of the year awards for a reason. This is a guy who has taken a team who lost about 90% of their scoring from last year and has still gotten them in the top three of the districts. And I think that, excuse me, I think that he can get them over that hump and get them back in the championship game. And we can get a rematch of last year's game between Rossview and Northwest. Now, I do think that Northwest will flip the script from last year and win that championship game, um, leaving Rossview at number two. And then, come consolation game, I think Clarksville can beat Henry County. So that would make my top four: Northwest, Rossview, Clarksville, and Henry County.
0: That's what I was. That's what I was. I was gonna say is so. Judging by our predictions, we've got Lebanon hosting Henry County, Gallatin hosting Clarksville. Beach traveling to Rossview and Green Hill traveling to Northwest. If the tournament plays out how we think it will,
1: yep, no, yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, we'll we'll revisit that in uh, in a week or two, depending you know, on teams we played.
0: You know, Brady, uh, not to cut you off, but you know, I'm hearing a little chat. Listen, don't shoot the messenger, but I'm just saying, I'm hearing a little bit of chatter. The District Nine feels like they could sweep District Ten this year. You think so? I I don't know. I don't – I'm not the expert in District district 10. Heck, I'm not the expert in District 9, but, um, you know, I'm just saying, like, District 9's confident. They're confident. I mean, the fans are confident. You know, listen, this is not – let me say this. Let me make this very clear. This is not from any – I have not heard this from a player. I have not heard this from a coach. Just the fans, the parents feel confident, right? And Mm -hmm. I think you're – I think your fans and I think your parents – would say the exact same thing, Brady.
1: I would think so, yeah. There's a lot of talent in District 10 this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a sweep, I think, might be a little bit out there. Um, but you know what, maybe – I mean, I, I'm not going to say I don't have confidence in District 10 because I've seen all these teams play, and I know what they can all do on, on, yeah. on any given night. Um, but you know what? Um, I don't see Northwest losing in the first round. Um, yeah, I lose,
0: so Green – I mean, Green Hill obviously has um, – Sydney Roschetto, who can shoot the lights out. Audrey Blankenship is a big sophomore guard combo guard if you will. Um so I mean they they've got players but just judging off of Northwest and you know how well they play and you know led by Tamiya Scott you would think that that they would be able to get that get that victory.
1: Um, And I do just want to say about Green Hill, Uh, they did go play at Clarksville early this year. Obviously, that was November, so it's really hard to equate November to February because teams changed a lot back then. It's a um, a different
0: season at this point.
1: Absolutely, but I do just want to mention that Clarksville beat Green Hill and Northwest beat Green Hill twice. So if we see that matchup, um, I will say, I do think that Northwest would be the objective favorite, but like you you said, it's a different season. Who knows?
0: I wonder, I couldn't, it's hard to keep up with who, uh, which Wilson County teams have gone to Clarksville this, this year. And I, I thought Green Hill was one of them just because of past episodes, we had talked about it, but I couldn't remember who they had played.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They actually, the boys and girls got swept at Clarksville. Gotcha. So Brady, let's move
0: over to the boys. Let's talk about those, those guys. Um, you How about you go first this time since, uh, since I went first last time with the girls?
1: Yeah, that's, that sounds good. So, uh, my playing game is uh, Northwest at Mon- or against Montgomery Central. I think Northwest is going to win that. Um, Amizri Moss is just too good of a player to get to lose in that game. Um, but then they're going to go to Henry County, which that drive to Paris, no joke, and playing at that gym right now against a team that could get hot like they did against Clarksville earlier this season, making 11 of 13 threes in one half. That's just ridiculous. I think if they play even half that well, they should have no problem with Northwest. Um, looking down the bracket, we have Northeast and Springfield. Um, and that one's at Northeast. The Eagles are just not the team that they were last year, which is very interesting because they lost one starter on about one or two bench players, so not a ton. You know, they keep most of their production, but they just don't look the same this year. Um, That said, I do think that they're going to beat Springfield in that game um, and move on to the second round, but things are kind of iffy with them. Springfield's a good team. I think that game could be really close. But uh, Micah Rochester, head coach of Springfield, has said that he wanted to avoid Northeast in that first round at all costs. So you can tell that that's a team that they don't match up with very well. Uh, Looking down, we've got Clarksville and West Creek. I think Clarksville handles that game with ease. Um, And then the most interesting game to me, possibly in this entire tournament, coming in the first round with Rossview and Kenwood, I don't know how Kenwood slipped to the sixth seed, but they beat Rossview twice this year. And – and for a team that's the sixth seed to go into the third seed with two wins over them already. I mean, that's pretty crazy. They held Rossview I think to 39 points in both of those games. And Rossview is a team that swept Northeast, beat Clarksville once, beat Henry County. I mean, that's, that's a good basketball team. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a team that is hard to beat. And for a team that, to do that twice now heading into their gym, um, I think Kenwood's going to have a lot of confidence going into that game. Um, that said, I do think Rossview was going to be able to win that game. It's a, it's a real shame that Kenwood won't be able to get to that second round and get into regionals because they're a lot of fun to watch. They've got some really good basketball players. and Just watching them last week, I mentioned that they played against Clarksville. I'm really excited to see them next year because um, while they are losing some senior production, they are returning most of their best players, and I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch in 2021-22. But unfortunately, I don't think they're getting past the first round this year against Rossview. I'm looking forward to the second round. Um, we'll have, in my opinion, uh, Henry County versus Northeast. Um, I do think that Northeast can go to Paris and win that game. I know I was just kind of talking smack about them saying they're not the same team, but like I also said about Henry County and when this team is hot, when they're playing well, um, they're incredibly hard to beat. They get they, That's a team that can get a lot of swagger, get a lot of momentum going. Um, they can just, they can get ahead of you in a beat and never lose it um and they like playing on the road too they like going into gyms that are doubting them they like getting that energy up and silencing a crowd when they get going they're so hard to stop and I think that they can do that against Henry County and this is still I think in my opinion the most talented team in the district despite being the four seed um so I think that they're going to beat Henry County uh and then we're going to have another Clarksville versus Rossview game like we had on the girls side another great rivalry game um I think Clarksville is going to win that game uh Rossview was a really good team they've got probably the best big in the district with Ron Jessamy Uh, some really good shooters like Messiah Ward and Spencer Mims, Tim Williams, Um, a lot of good players on that Rossview team. They could make um, some noise in the region, but I think Clarksville playing in their own gym. Um, Last time I talked to uh, Rossview head coach, Johnny Jackson, uh, last time they played at Clarksville, they lost. And he said to me um, back in that hallway by the locker rooms, man, We hate coming to Clarksville. We hate shooting in this gym. And that's exactly what they would have to do. I think Clarksville will take that game. Clarksville would host Northeast. Uh, Those two teams have played some really good basketball games this year. Um, But I do think that Clarksville can beat the Eagles. Um, They've they've seemed to just have kind of an upper hand because they are the only team that plays as fast as Northeast does. These are two teams that love to get up and down the court, uh, use their speed to their advantage, And um, Northeast has trouble guarding uh, Clarksville's speed, like most teams do. And they don't necessarily have the height and the strength to outpower Clarksville, which is what a team like Henry County and Rossview like to do um, to to beat this Wildcats team. Uh, So I do think Clarksville is going to take the district crown with Northeast at number two. And I do think Rossview can go to Henry County and beat them there. So that would make my top four, Clarksville, Northeast, Rossview, and Henry County. Very good.
0: Um, so looking at my bracket, should I work? I think I'm going to work backwards uh, again, if you don't sure. mind, sure. Ready? I think in the championship game, we're going to get an all Sumner County final. I think you're looking at beach versus station camp um, in, in the championship game, which in a normal year, if this happened would be the fourth time. Cause usually um, not only do they play twice during the district season, they, they usually find a way to play each other in the beach Christmas tournament. But uh this will be a non, non-normal, non normal year, if that makes sense. So they won't play each other a fourth time like they would in a normal year, but they'll play each other a third time, if you can still follow me on that. I'm not really sure. But all that's to say is this is a matchup that um, is, is always a good matchup, um, but a game that I think that is going to come down to um, shooting. And I think Beach is the better shooting team from distance. I think they've got more guys who can – can light up the bucket um but it's going to be a fun one uh, regardless of how 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 it ends i think it's 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 going to be a close game i think it's going to be a fourth quarter game but i think it's a game that um beach can and will win um to to take over as the number 1 seed going into that region tournament meaning obviously station camp as the number 2 seed um but in in that consolation game i think green hill would uh would absolutely would be excuse me would beat Lebanon in the constellation game so my top four would go uh, beach station camp green hill Lebanon which is almost identical to the regular season standings only difference is uh green hill is the number two seed in the tournament station camp is the number three seed but um that's how that's how I think my top four is gonna play out who I think is gonna win the championship who I think's gonna win the constellation how we get there though um Listen, Portland-Hendersonville in the playing game, I do, don't think stand a chance against Beach in that quarterfinal game. I think Lebanon is going to take care of Wilson Central in a really good first-round game. Lebanon-Beach is going to be a battle. I mean, it, it just is. It will be. I mean, Lebanon in, ended the season on a nine-game win streak. They beat Wilson Central. That obviously goes to 10. And so that's a team that's feeling very confident. And if you would have told Jim McDowell that a nine-game win streak going into the district tournament, he would have looked at you like you were crazy a month ago. Uh, This is a completely different team, credit to the seniors, credit to Jim McDowell for getting it turned around. So um, when they play Beach in the second round, that's not going to be an easy contest whatsoever. But it's a game I think that Beach can and should win. Um, On the bottom side of the bracket, Green Hill versus Mount Juliet. That game's going to mean a whole heck of a lot to Mount Juliet for reasons we've stated in the past. Um, But it's also going to mean a whole heck of a lot to Green Hill. All that said, I do think Mount Julie will play them close, but I don't think they have enough firepower to get it done. I think that's a game that Green Hill can win by pretty big and move on and face what I think is going to be the station camp team uh, that beats Gallatin. Now, Gallatin station camp in the first round, a really good opportunity for Gallatin to shock the district, but I just don't think uh, they have enough to get it done. You know, Last time Gallatin played at station camp was a poor showing by the Green Wave. Um, I don't remember how many exactly they, they lost, Bob, but I'm pretty sure at one point in the third quarter they were down by 35 before Station Camp elected to uh, put in their bench. So uh, Station Camp is just the more talented team, and I think unless something crazy happens, they're they're moving on. So that's how I see the, the opening round game. But as I mentioned, my top four teams I think are going to go uh, Beach, Station Camp, Green Hill, and Lebanon, which would obviously – um, put us at, what was that? What, what is that? Lebanon versus Clarksville, um, Green Hill versus Northeast. That would mean, uh, station camp versus Rossview and Henry County at beach. Now, Henry County at beach is a game that I've seen before. So, um, Mm -hmm. could happen again, I guess.
1: Yeah. Those four just sound like four canvas games to me. I mean, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I mean, we're gonna miss three of them. right? Can't miss that. You you want to watch those basketball games?
0: Yeah, I know, and it's unfortunate we're gonna miss three of them. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, no and, kidding.
0: And then, and then you know the fact also you, there's no doubling up on games, so you know I mean it's just it's tough. A lot of a lot of good games are gonna be missed. Um, but you know what? I mean, it just kind of is what it is at this point. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's how that's how I see the District Nine non AAA boys playing out this this week.
1: Yeah, and uh, why don't why don't we do, why don't we do this again? Uh, why don't you give me one uh, player that you think can win um, the tournament MVP? Good question. Good question. Um, I'm going to edit this together to where it makes it sound like
0: I boom I hit you with an answer off the top. Of but um, let's see. I think okay. So if Beach is going to win the tournament MVP, or the, the excuse me, the tournament championship. The tournament MVP is going to come down to either uh, Christian Shaw or Caleb Powell. And uh, I guess if I had to pick one guy, I'm going to go Christian Shaw, I guess. Um, seems like Caleb may still be trying to work, work his way in from that knee injury that he missed half the season of. Speaking of Caleb Powell, shout out to him. He missed half of his senior season, just recently eclipsed the 1,000-point mark in his career only, I believe the ninth player in 40 years in beach buck history. Wow, that's impressive to do that. So uh shout out to Caleb Powell for fighting back uh, to get that honor. But um, as far as my tournament MVP, I, I would say Christian Shaw is my tournament, tournament MVP, you know, sneaky tournament MVP could be Andrew page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I feel good about Christian Shaw being, being the beach tournament MVP for the boys and on the girls. If Gallatin were to win, it's going to be probably Jeremy and Montgomery, uh, but I think Lebanon is going to win, so it's probably going to be Eddie Grace Porter as tournament MVP. So, yeah, I feel good. I feel good about those about those names for tournament MVP. What about you?
1: Yeah, looking at my girl's side, I mean, what 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 kind of full core press podcast would it be if I didn't mention to me a Scott? Right, right. Um, if, if Northwest is going to win that tournament, it's obviously going to be on her back. Um, she's the odds-on favorite to win. Uh, county MVP or I'm sorry, District MVP, County Player of the Year for Main Street Preps. Um, it it, it kind of rides on her, and I know that's a that's a hefty thing to to uh, bestow upon one high school player. But I mean, she's just too good. If if she's gonna help lead her team to the the tournament title, um, it's, she's gonna be the MVP. Uh, yeah, first. I mean,
0: well, and I would say this too, Brady. I mean, she's I mean, she sounds like the type of player that that kind of pressure that wouldn't bother her. You know what I mean? I mean, she's probably you're right. I mean. She's probably, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably has college aspirations. So she understands understand the she understands the stress that that comes with. And and I don't think uh, any kind of pressure that you and I could put on her would be probably anything, to be honest with you. But I, I do know what you're saying.
1: Yeah, she's not faced too easily. And that comes by seeing their undefeated district record. I mean, you, you play against teams like Clarksville and Rossview and Henry County who like to press you, who like to get all up in your face. And she still goes out there and averages 20 points. So. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, Looking at my boy's side, if if I have Clarksville winning the district tournament, um, JJ, Wheat would be the obvious answer. But since I've already given him an honor, I'm going to go with kind of a sleeper pick and I'm going to go with Charles Freeman. Um, This is a guy who is a senior transfer. This is his first year with Clarksville. Uh, He struggled a little bit earlier on in the season. Um, I remember talking to him after their most recent win against Northeast, he scored 14 points in that game. And he was telling me how he remembers only scoring three points in their first game against Northeast in that loss. Um, he's gotten a lot better this season. He's really their only true big man at six, three, um, biggest guy on their roster. Um, but he's got a really nice jump shot. His defense is getting a lot better. He's, uh, he, he, can get up there and throw down some dunks. Um, and that's a guy who I think could be the sneaky term in MVP. If he goes out there and plays some, some good basketball games.
0: One more name I want to throw out there. You know, I mentioned a couple of guys from Beach pretending like station camp didn't have a chance to win that district tournament championship. But if, if they do, it's going to be behind uh, a, a, a few key players, but one in particular, Eli Rice. And you mentioned transfer. This is a guy who came in last year from good pasture, transferred in from last year, uh, set the bench all year, watched as Kevon Blankenship and the rest of that Bison crew uh, try to make a run at region. Obviously, the season came – to close in the semifinals, but was the guy that saw what it took to get done, was the product of uh, of a good senior class, right? Him, Cameron Gerlach, um, oh, goodness, uh, Eli Thurston. Uh, good, now i put myself in a bad spot because I'm going to forget a name. Uh, Jack Gold won, um, and, and, and I know I'm forgetting one, and now I feel terrible that I'm forgetting a name. But regardless, is a product of seeing how it, it was done the right way. And he stepped in in a junior year and has – had a tremendous season, ended uh, – had had it, had a 32-point outing against Mount Juliet, second-to-last game of the year. Um, and it, he's a guy who has carried Station Camp all season long. And they have a chance to win it all. And if they do, he'll be a, a key force in that. Tyler Moore is another one, their point guard that is a really good player. Isaiah Davis uh, I've mentioned a couple times before. So, um, don't want to pretend like Station Camp doesn't have a chance against Beach in my predicted championship but because uh, they obviously do. So wanted to highlight a couple of bites and didn't want to didn't want to give them the cold shoulder.
1: Yeah. Similarly, I just want to give a shout out to Rossview, who I uh, I don't want to discount at all because I have them losing to Clarksville and that's in the semifinals. Um, but I think if they do get to the finals, they have as good a chance as Clarksville would at winning that championship. Um, and if they do that, I'm, I'm looking at Messiah Ward. He's um, he's uh, again, a transfer. Um, he's only a sophomore this year. Um, has had some huge games. And I think if, if going to go and win that championship, they'll need his offense as much as they need a guy like Ronald Jessamy's defense down in the post. Um, so if they, if they're going to do it, I'm looking at Messiah. All right,
0: Brady, I think we have hit on all things uh, district tournament. So let's wrap up today's show. We want to ask you guys, the listeners to jump in and join the podcast. It's bracket time. It's tournament time. We know you like filling out brackets. We know you like predicting winners And we know you like telling us when we're wrong uh, or when we're right. So how about you join the fun, join the action. Why don't you tweet us? Why don't you write us uh, and let us know who do you think is going to come out of District 10? Who do you think is going to come out of District 9? Who's going to play for the region title? Who's going to advance to sub-state? Do you think they have a chance to make it into the state tournament? We want to see what your brackets look like. So why don't you do that?
1: Reach out to us and, and, and show us who your winners are. Yeah, absolutely. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, we know you're listening. Uh, if you made it this far, you know, you you tell us who you got as winners and uh, we'll, we'll send you a little retweet if uh, if if we feel that your predictions are are on point. Exactly. And listen, when if Brady's wrong, listen, I
0: know you Clarksville people out there, you'd like to give Brady a hard time. So if he's wrong, let him have it. No mercy. No absolutely. mercy.
1: Absolutely. I, I, lo- I love to be that bulletin board material. So coaches, <laughs> if you're listening to this, just tell me that uh, that you think I'm wrong, and then when you prove me wrong, I will happily, happily share a statement saying that, um, <laughs> you know what? I just want to take a little bit of credit for these guys' wins. There you go. Well, Brady, I think that's all for today. Fun show. We'll talk next time. Absolutely, guys. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a like, subscribe, and uh, we are going to talk to you guys again very soon.